What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. Hey, ladies and gents, this is your girl, Brianna Javon, with Less Good Podcast Season 3. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode with your girl. Um, as you guys and gals know, I do not have interviews. Instead, I have genuine conversations. So let's get into it. Today, we have a wild card Wednesday for you, and we do have King the Franchise with us. How are you? I'm well. How are you? That's good. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking. Good. And so as you guys know, we always get started with icebreakers. So you ready for your icebreakers, King? Let's break this ice. Okay. <laughs> okay. So how have you been staying productive and motivated while working through the pandemic? Great question. Um, I got two um, younger nephews that are my wife to everything and um i see how they watch a lot of stuff that i do that i say they they highly involved on tiktok so this i use that as motivation just to um to do what i'm supposed to do just to stay you know productive and prioritize because i know how they're watching me and uh, so that's been helpful just as far as just my response to this whole thing just keeping them in mind you know, far as what I do. So that's really what's been my driving force through these whole this whole thing is all right, I got these two young nephews. They watching how I move. So that's really been a driving force for me. I love that. So you're a big family man. Yeah, I love my family. I really do. I love my, I really you're in the same boat. I I'm the same way. So I definitely get it. <laughs> Without question. So yep. So let's get into our genuine conversation. Um, I've been starting off this season with, you know, whoever my guest is. I'm just, you know, who is king of the franchise? That's a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm an uncle. I'm a brother. I'm a son. Um, I'm a mentor. Um, I'm a life learner. I'm a cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a recent back surgery survivor from the cancer. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I've survived quite a bit. Um, I'm passionate. I'm a rapper. Um, I'm a filmmaker. Um, I'm an editor. Uh, so it's it's a lot of things to it um, to keep the franchise. So that's kind of like the the small version of it. But yeah, I yeah. see you have a lot of layers to you. I do. I do. And so how did you create the name King the Franchise? So crazy. Fabulous has always been like one of my favorite rappers. And I had just went by King. My name is Joaquin. And, you know, everybody would call me King and Junior, you know, little Joaquin. But I was like, I was so in love with Fabulous. I'm like, I need a name with an F. Like, it just has to have an F. <laughs> so I flipped through the dictionary. This is no lie. I flipped through the dictionary and I was going through every F just seeing how it sound. And I got to franchise and it just had this ring to it. So I'm like, I'm going to be king of franchise. And what's crazy from that, the more I just kind of studied it, it kind of took on a life of its own as far as just, you know, duplicating business and um, mm -hmm. handling business and, you know, being a franchise player. And I just really tagged that on to me, just, you know, duplicating love. Like love was already built 
you know, franchise is essentially a business that already is established and you just kind of take on what they do and, you know, just um, expand on that. So, you know, me, the love of God, um, peace, joy, and inspiration, you know, I've just taken that and expanded on that. So that's where, you know, the franchise comes, just franchise and love and hope and inspiration and all that good stuff. Indeed. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you're a filmmaker, you're a life mm-hmm. learner, as well as an artist. Yeah. So what developed first? Was it an artist? Well, I mean, I guess that goes hand in hand with being a filmmaker because it's being creative, right? So yeah. which one really came in first? Um, what really came in first was um the music. Um and I honestly I think I I noticed the music first. Mm-hmm. Um and so through the music, I will always see my music. You know, I will always take, you know, out my aunts or my, you know, my family will have cameras and I will always be the one with the camera. I will always be the one either in front of it or behind it. Um, and so once I, you know, just kind of develop my passion for music, that kind of was like secondary. And I had ended up moving to Houston. And uh, while I was in Houston, I could not find anyone to shoot a video for me. So I decided to go to school for mm-hmm. video. And it just, when I went to school, I just remember the first day, it just like something exploded, you know what I'm saying? And I just really connected with it from there, met a lot of people, started, you know, shooting a lot of films and different things. And so it just kind of went hand in hand, what I already was seeing through my music, um, just kind of bringing that to life um, visually. And so from there, just things just kind of begin to like unfold, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. when I, you know, got in school and being around other creatives. Um, a lot of different things just kind of start unfolding for me. So nice. Yeah. So was it a strategic move going to Houston or it was just family? Did it have anything to do with your career? <laughs> I was in love. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know how sometimes that kind of, you know, have you going places, have you doing stuff. So yeah, I, you know, I followed her there. Um and you know. My, my plans and dreams they gotta work out in that regard but you know how you always it's just crazy on this road to life um you have plans and you know sometimes things just go not according to your plan but it works out mm-hmm. and so you know even though i went there for another purpose you know god just started revealing to me other stuff and you know other purpose and passion and people and plans and um so yeah, through that, that wasn't my original plan to go there for music. I was just going there. I'm in love. I'm going to still, you know, do this. And stuff started unfolding. I started meeting different people, eating different food. That was my first time living. You know, I was born and raised in Detroit. And so just going there, like it just, like it just something just unlocked. Like people talk like this. I, <laughs> That's different thing. <laughs> and, you know, I started eating sushi. I've never had sushi before. So, yeah, it just, it really opened me up for us, just like diversity, you know what I'm saying? And just even just empathy and sympathy towards people and understanding their story, you know, so, yeah, a lot, a lot. That's why I um, always um, encourage people to travel, you know, so. I love you. Now, I have to ask, what school did you go to in Houston? So, I originally started here at Eastern Michigan. University, and then I end up going to uh, Houston Community College. They got a fantastic like film program, and so I ended mm-hmm. up going there and uh, getting my associates in filmmaking um, while I was there. So, 
Nice. Yep. Well, I had to ask because I went to TSU. So, okay. yeah. my home. <laughs> I love it down there. I miss it. Got a lot of good friends. Thinking about going back there. You know, I just, I miss it. it just, I love it a lot. So, nice. So, do you feel, as you mentioned, going to Houston, did you feel like you explored a lot as far as the filmmaking and music, or it was just one or the other? Both. They both just began to, you know what I'm saying, grow. Um, when I was down there, I was doing a lot of music. Um, I was offered a deal with uh, Matthew Knows. Um, that didn't work out. You know, that kind of okay. crushed me a little bit. But <laughs> I was offered a deal um, through that just from, again, just working through music and, you know, just things happening and just me staying the course and believing, you know, I don't really have no formula to how things happen, but just faith, consistency and, you know, just believing. And so, I, you know, that kind of opened a door, which the door was closed, but it opened up a door to other things for me. And um, again, just they both been kind of parallel. Mm-hmm. So from that, I just been even. And so that has been opening up from film to fashion to, you know, production. So a lot of things media driven. Um, I'm starting mm-hmm. to see that's, you know, just kind of being plucked or raised out of me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, the artists that are watching or and or listening to this, um, from what I'm understanding, you guys go through a lot. As you mentioned, you know, with Matthew Knowles, <laughs> the situation with Matthew Knowles, sometimes, you know, management comes to play and then that may not work. Me just talking to different artists, you guys go through the most. So with that particular situation with Matthew Knowles, what made you continue to pursue the career, even though that big opportunity fell through? Yeah, I mean, and I, it crushed me because, I mm-hmm. mean, we were having meetings, we were talking. Um, he was in the process of rebuilding the label. I was the first rapper on the label. Um, it just was a lot of great things in place for me. Um, but once I saw that contract and had somebody read over it, they was like, hey, you're going to be famous, but you're going to be broke as hell. You know, so mm-hmm. they, kinda, they went through that whole thing. And it just, it hurt me once we got into negotiation. And the mm-hmm. response to me was like, you need me, I don't need you. You know, oh. so um, what kept me in the midst of that, and it, it exposed myself to myself, and it, mm-hmm. it exposed a lot of artists, our why, our reason for it, for doing yeah. what we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I did what I did because of my love for music, my love for hip hop, my love for people, my mm-hmm. love for wanting to encourage people. And that's the only thing that has kept me through because it's up, it's down, is you don't know, you walk in through like, you know, the only thing that keeps me is looking within, you know, and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not the goal, it's more so the motivation behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's more so the engine. It's not so, okay, I'm gonna get to the Grammys. I'm going to get to the Source Awards. I'm going to get to this tour. You know what I'm saying? It's really what motivates me is the love, the love for it. And that's what keeps me going, you know, as, you know, things don't happen the way we planned or wanted to, but just the why behind it, you know, continues to drive and push me. And, um, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yep. All right. So let's get into um, your EP Black Summer. Yeah. I want to know because I've been jamming it, right? I ain't gonna okay. lie. I got some couple of lyrics I want to talk to you about uh, <laughs> <laughs> that opened my eyes. I was like, oh, he, he, you know, he was talking about everything. Yeah, I was. So, 
<laughs> what made you be so vulnerable to talk about the different things? I know it was like six songs, but yeah. you included a lot within those six songs yeah. about foods, about yeah. you know people being shady, about yeah. you know the summertime breeze, mm-hmm. good vibes. You had a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. So, what made you be vulnerable and pick those specific topics for your songs? Yeah. Um. Well, when the pandemic happened, and um. You know, me working at the school, um, they shut everything down. And so I was at home. So I had a lot of time with my family, had a lot of time to reflect. And, you know, this was back in March. And back in March, I just kind of, I'm like, oh, my God, I got all this time. It's been a dream of mine to have that time to be able to be an artist. So I took advantage of it. Like, I I woke up, did my work. It wasn't much for us to do. And I just went straight to recording and I'm just recording everything just, you know, and so I created this, um, just this momentum. And I just was recording just like every day, like literally like get up, record, 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 record. And I just re- was recording songs and I saw just a new level of energy coming out of me <laughs> and, um, you know, stuff started happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really speaking on it. I was just kind of bottling it up by recording you know just kind of like oh, let me record and stay focused get over it you know then my godmother passed you know which is my mom's best friend and you know knowing her since birth she's been you know my mom uh, my mom stays in dallas so she's been my mom here on that happening <laughs> you know then i started thinking about last summer where i was you know and i'm like man last summer was rough for me I had just had bad surgery, got out of a terrible relationship, bottling it up, but still, you know, recording other stuff. You know, then I started seeing like the prejudice, the injustice. Then when I saw that thing happen with George Floyd, like it mm-hmm. just something snapped. Like mm-hmm. it just it snapped. There was, you know, I started off with this thing called rising tide. You know, I felt like something was rising and it just overflowed. And I just start to take on like, yo, I need to say something. I have a voice. I have two younger men, my nephews watching me. Like, I got to say something. And then that happened. And then my friends, like, I love these guys. Like, <laughs> my boys, like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we talk more about that. But then, you know, just to be backstabbed in that situation where, you know, money came in, you know, the government, they was being very... Um, nice to us, you know what I'm saying? And so we had a business and they decided to, you know, use that business to their advantage and exclude, you know, kick me out. And I ended up finding out and it just was, and that just pushed me to another edge. And I just was like, you know, skew. I just was like, F, I felt this anger. I felt the resolve with it, but I was just angry. And I was like, I need to speak about this because oftentimes, you know, I'm just kumbaya. All right, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Everything is good. But I I felt like I needed to speak about what's going to be okay. I'm saying I needed to shed light on this dark because I think oftentimes I'm very general. Like, oh, you go through stuff. It'll be okay. But this time Mm -hmm. I say no I went through a relationship because I caught this woman that I love cheating on me on the phone but I'm gonna be okay you know um just share just you know be just vulnerable transparent mm-hmm. you know saying? because in, in the midst of this I'm like I'm human I'm learning mm-hmm. I'm growing um I'm seeing this stuff happen you know and it's it was personal you know what I'm saying it wasn't so much for us like let me put something together that's marketable 
what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we're going to market me. We're not going to do no marketing. We're going to market who I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to share. I'm going to be really authentic. And so it was new for me. It wasn't scary for me to record because it came from a sincere place. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it was hurt. You know, it got to the point to I wanted to be revengeful. You know, I talk about all that. And so um, I just unleashed that, you know. So just seeing just the dynamic of it, I was in a dark space, which was black. Um, uh -huh. People, which are black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The time frame, which is summer. And so it was a black summer for me. And, you know, I was like, you know what? This is what I want to talk about. Um, this is what I want to share. And through that, it began some healing and just me being vulnerable, which was scary and transparent. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's this quote that I don't know if you're familiar who Lecrae is, but he says that, you know, if you live for man's acceptance, you would die from their rejection. Mm. And I got to this place where I was just like, I have to be me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, Shakespeare say to thy own self be true, but mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I got to really live this thing, you know? So that's what Black Summer was birthed out, you know what I'm saying, during this time, um, during this time frame. And I just, I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm like, at the, I'm at the edge. It's a new level for me. I'm just like, let's go, you know? Really, really good. Uh, and so I like asking artists this type of question. Mm -hmm. I like getting y'all business. <laughs> let's do it. It's um when you guys, because you know mainstream, mm -hmm. a lot of their teams kind of form them and mold them. Like no, even though that's what you want to do, that's not yeah. what we want to do because we want to market you something different. Yeah. What does your management team look like? Because as you mentioned, you didn't want to market anything yeah. yourself, and so yeah. when it comes to you keeping that type of team that will accept that, yeah. what does it look like? Um, that's a great, great, great question. I've been really fortunate and the prayer of mine was just answered that I will find somebody um, that's a fan of who I am mm -hmm. um, and we have the same goals. You know, um, that's just important, important in any relationship, you know what I'm saying, that you are just the same values, the same goals, same mission. Um, I think a lot of times we look for that, at, you know, and people we're going to date or marry, but that's important in business. That's important in school relationships, working relationships. Um, and so I was really fortunate to find someone that was a fan of my music um, and wanted to push who I am, um, understood my heart, my craft, my passion, you know, my experience. And so um, my management, you know, shout out to Lion and Caring Management, been really dope at that and like, okay, we love what you're doing. We love what you're speaking about. Now let's find a way and let's find the people you connect with. And that's also what's been a blessing to me um, in not having a deal or being an independent artist. You know, I'm, I have the freedom to be myself. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's, we take the route of marketing who I am opposed to just marketing or, you know, packaging something. You know, and it's been a slow cook. It hasn't been, you know, no microwave or drive through. But what's mm -hmm. crazy about that is I I noticed, you know, shout out to my sister. She's an amazing cook. I noticed the stuff that she cooks in the slow cooker. It's a lot better than the microwave. Like the microwave is quick. You know what I'm saying? You get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's this after or this is like, huh? but this stuff in the slow cooker that takes hours even days at times you're like when it's gonna happen but how filling it is how lasting it is how nutritious it is 
And um, so just, you know, seeing that and understanding the two of that, which I, again, just been fortunate um, just through time and experience and life, um, just as an independent artist, you know, just to, just to see this stuff unfold in me. So my management has been really supportive in who I am, you know, and then again, it connects with their values and their morals and, you know what I'm saying, their mission, you know, so we just, it's just a dope connection um, that we um, connect. That's really, really good. Yeah. And so, as you mentioned, you just got into a situation where you just wanted to write and get the project started. Yeah. How did you choose those particular songs? Because in my mind, I would think that y'all, because I know people have vaults of music. Yeah. And so how did you bring it down to just six songs versus, okay, I want 10. No, that sounds good. How did you pick those particular songs? Um, when the snap happened, um, mm -hmm. I was really intentional about it. Like I saw it. Like I mm -hmm. immediately when, you know, when, you know, God rest his soul, George Floyd, when I saw that, something snapped in me. And I was like, you know what, I'm about to do an EP on everything that I'm dealing with. And I just went through the things, you know, and I kind of um tried to coincide, just make these connect with Black Summer, like, you know, Rising Tide, then Last mm -hmm. Summer, then um Shade, you mm -hmm. know, and Carry On, um, then Life Being the Beach, Life's the Beach. Mm -hmm. um, I was just really intentional about um getting my point across and I just a lot of a lot of things that I've learned being a teacher that I'm mm -hmm. also just kind of incorporating you know I teach fourth grade and so just seeing how you know the the more you're honest and authentic you know what I'm saying and simplifying things you know that's we do that in math we simplify stuff you sure. know what I'm saying so granted I could have talked about it's a lot <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's a huge but I was just really intentional I made a decision, you know, because oftentimes as an artist, being creatives, we can be really perfectionist. So I'm just like, let me kill everything that's going to stop me, you know what I'm saying, from moving forward. And so, you know, mm -hmm. I called my management. I said, hey, this is what I want to do. I know mm -hmm. the tracks. I know the producers. We start working on plan, you know. So I was just, I think what really helped me is that I was decisive. Yeah. I was really decisive about it. And oftentimes that's a hard thing as a creative. You know, mm -hmm. hey, yes, I'm gonna do this. Uh, I need to change this. I need mm -hmm. to. I said, nope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my first thought because I got mm -hmm. a feeling that that's the right thing to do. And mm -hmm. you know, from the music to you know, this is the first time that I ever. I didn't write anything down, and I didn't remember stuff. So I just I would record, stop think, record, stop think, record, stop think, and mm -hmm. the stuff just started just coming out. And um, mm -hmm. it was, again, it was authentic. It was natural. It was me. Some stuff was shocking, you know, saying to come from me. But I'm like, it's me. You know, right. I want to be honest about this, you know, this human dynamic of who I am. So um, I was real intentional about it. I was very intentional and direct uh, for maybe the first time in my life. So that's good. <laughs> so there is a particular lyric. Okay. That caught my eye. I was like, ain't he gonna end the song like this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what part I'm talking about? I think I may know. I think I know. <laughs> is, is it on shade? It is. <laughs> I, I was like, okay. Yeah. He said fake friends or white cops who hate your black skin. Yeah. Which one was worse? So I was like, 
I want more. <laughs> that part was just so yeah. powerful. Yeah. What inspired that particular lyric? Because I know you mentioned like you have gone through a lot. Yeah. And for you to put that in there, I'm sure people was like, is he talking about me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would think, again, that this, you know, the time frame that we're in, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is an enemy to us. Like, why are you being like, I'm not the enemy, you know? And then again, you know, it put me in that space because, you know, these guys who I, you know, really love and look up to, you know what I'm saying? You would you would think with everything going on, we would come together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be some type of unity. And it just put me in a weird space. Like, you know, at first it's like, okay, this is the enemy, you know, not white cops, but necessarily racist people, you know, people that are racist or, you know, the, the injustices that's happening. And um and then for this to happen, like you're supposed to be my boy, like this money, this loan, like and you like do this to me, and like it just really put me in the middle to like okay, I'm going through this, and I'm going oh this is even worse too. So I don't know what is worse. Is it worse that my friend friends are fake, or is it work that I you know worse that I have to deal with you know a white cop that hate my black skin? So it just really put me in a in the middle, like, and it's what's the lesser two evils? Like, this sucks on both sides, you know what I'm saying? And again, what's so crazy is you know, the song was about again, just the, my, my situation with my friends that just went totally left, you know. But just to end it on that note, again, just the climate that we were in with the racism and everything, you know. So, I'm dealing with this situation with my friends, and it's can't just bring it back to again the whole George Floyd thing that just kind of set off, you know, something in me uh, for me to end it that way. I love it. I jammed that one. I was like, yeah, <laughs> lyrically, and as I was reading like your story and everything, I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I do see a full story when I listen yeah, to you. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. I appreciate it. So that means a whole lot. It really does. <laughs> I listen. I listen. I'm not gonna come up here and be like, "Yeah, we just gonna interview you." And I don't know what I'm talking about. We're not gonna do nothing, no stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> we really don't. You know, I'm a, I'm a real supporter, so you don't yeah. even have to. Do it. <laughs> I'm glad we connected. I'm definitely glad we connected. Indeed. And so I do have another segment. Um, it's our highs and lows, and this is you know my storytelling portion that I really really love because I feel like with this portion, people really learn from mm -hmm. other people's experiences. So if they go okay. through it, they know what to do based on the resources and tips that's given within the segment. Okay. So what are some highs that you've gone through where you can pat yourself in the back? King did it. I came out on top. Hoorah. I definitely surviving cancer. Um, that's probably been, you know, probably that's been the biggest battle uh, of my life, you know, seven years ago, I was diagnosed with stage three uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And to endure that uh, for two years, I did like 10 months of chemotherapy. The chemo is worse than the cancer. Um, and just to see that my, the changes that my body went through, like literally being in pain every day to, you know, bleeding and passing out and you know i'm like visibly ill you know what i'm saying not just walking around i had no i was literally ill you know 
hospitalized and just going through that and mentally not knowing, you know what I'm saying, day to day, am I going to wake up? Then I start going to chemo and people that I would be in chemo with, you know, you come back the next day and you're like, where's Georgia? Oh, he didn't make it. Or, you know, they plug you up because I had a port in my arm. I had to have a port, you know, when I was going through the chemo. Um, they plug you up. They do the surgery and they connect the port. Some people have to get it, you know, in their heart or on their chest because it's closer to the vein. But fortunately, mine was here in this main vein. And um, so getting plugged up to that. And so, you know, every other week getting plugged up to that and then come back and see someone get plugged up and then they flatline, you know. So it's just it's a lot of things. Um, we probably have to do another segment. <laughs> on that alone just going through that and sometimes I even have this survivor's remorse because mm-hmm. oftentimes people reach out to me that I know you know that have either may have got cancer or they family somebody in their family or somebody died from it and it just it moves me differently I would never forget my last day of chemo and anybody know me, like, I love gym shoes. Like, I, I keep a fresh pair of gym shoes. Like, that's just, that's just been my thing. Like, I like gym shoes. It's nostalgic for me. I like gym shoes. So maybe a day after um, I went to um, Foot Action, it was, and I got some shoes. And they asked me, they was like, would you like to donate to cancer research? And I've ignored that question so many times. Like, right, right. So many times. But this time, like, it just, it hit me different. Like, it hit me really different to, I was like, yeah, and it just, you know, flashed in my mind just what I went through during that. And granted, you know, I was praying, reading a lot of good stuff. I watched a lot of Martin, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of happy stuff. You know, I had a really good support system. My mom, had a lot of people praying for me, calling me, just being real positive. You know, so I didn't get this through this on my own. You know, I had Mm -hmm. a really great support system. But um, overcoming that, and um, just even till the till this day, there are battles because there were people that I were in there that I was in there with was oh, this they third round, they fourth round. So I deal with that fear of oh, is it coming back? Oh, my throat hurting. Oh, I got a little, you know, something is that cancer? You know, I still have to do checkups and certain things, but that has definitely been something that has shifted my whole outlook on life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far as how I move, what I do. Um, who I involve myself with, um, mm-hmm. you know, my bucket list, um, that has really, you know, just done a lot to me, you know, and so that has definitely been one of, you know, my highest moments of overcoming that and being able to live and tell people like, hey, it is, it is beauty on the other side, like, you can't get through this, like, if you've never seen the witness, if you've never seen a miracle, you're looking at one, you know, so, um, yeah, that has definitely been a high for me over uh, coming cancer. Beautiful. And for people that don't know, because I've never heard of, um, what was the name of the cancer? Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yep. It's a blood cancer. It's a blood cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thankful for you sharing that story. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely my story. It's yeah. definitely. So, yeah. Yep. And do you, I don't know where I read it. But do you have, I saw something about chemotherapy on your Instagram. Yeah, so that's crazy. My name, Keem. Right, right. Wordsmith, you know, just kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. That's been something that I've been working on. So chemotherapy has been my episodes where I encourage people, which is actually the name of my next project um, mm-hmm. called Chemotherapy. And so I'm just 
you know, going through that whole struggle and that whole mental um, battle, just encourage people just far as just, you know, how music was my chemotherapy, but me going through chemotherapy and then King being chemotherapy. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I love that how it goes hand in hand. Because I was reading, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So yeah. good for you, because you, what you went through using it as an outlet. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about a low that you went through and how did you push through to keep going to where you are today? Um, I have a lot of lows. Uh, I talk about a lot of lows in Black Summer. Um, and I would definitely say the situation with the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I realize is that I've been forgiven, so I need to forgive. Um, my mom is really big, you know, I'm really super supremely close with my mom. Like, I don't care. Like, you a mama's boy? Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> I love my mom. She's definitely an um, inspiration to me in so many ways, just seeing the stuff that she's been through. And I gained a lot of wisdom from her just so much, so much, so much. But um, I'm just really big on forgiving stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so I was... Um, after going through that, that really that low, like it put me in a place to like, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people. And I understand why, you know what I'm saying? When people go through something traumatic, um, why they lash out or, you know, just the evil. Because when you hurt, you know what I'm saying? You want people to feel what you feel. But, you know, I just had to redirect that. You know, I had left. I left and went. I just went on a trip, went to LA, went to Dallas. I just got away, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it really moved me to a different place. And um, again, just my response to that was just knowing, you know, God loves me, God forgives me. Um, I have to extend that same thing to people, you know what I'm saying? Because um, just for me, just being a believer and, you know, reading scriptures, there's this um, scripture where, you know, Jesus says, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I think that takes a lot more strength then it does. It's easy for, I see it with the kids. You hit, you hit back. It's easy to hit back. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But the person that can show restraint, meekness is strength under control. So it don't mean you weak. Mm-hmm. It's control. And so having that discipline and thinking from that matter that, you know what? I don't know their reason for why they did what they did. It hurt me. But you know what? I need to be a better person going forth. You know what I'm saying? My nephews need to see me yeah, this hurt me, but I'm not going to let the shade make me cold. And so that's what the shade was. It was mm-hmm. about, you know, don't allow this shade to make me cold. You know, shady mm-hmm. things happen, you know, wind happen, but we got to adjust ourselves. And so even though the weather is happening, I know the rain. All right, let me grab this raincoat and this umbrella. I'm using that as a, you know, analogy, so to speak, like understanding. Yeah, that's really good. I can't control the weather, but I can throw on a big coat. It's cold mm-hmm. outside, you know. And so, just being more mm-hmm. responsible for my response and understanding, you know, that my karma, that what I put into the world, that what goes out comes out. And even though these things happen to me, I can redirect it. But again, it and it don't make me weak by saying, you know what. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm straight. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to walk with my head up high, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely a growing process for me. It's, you know, I definitely see the maturity in that, but I also see the benefit, you know, just living through because, you know, when you hold on to grudges and things of that nature, you'll find yourself, that stuff make you sick. That stuff make you ill. You can't be creative. Mm-hmm. You can't be, you know, the person you are by holding on to stuff. So, through that low, 
I've learned to just let go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Michelle Obama got this thing. She said, when they go low, we go high. You know, mm-hmm. so it's one thing to post it, but then it's a whole nother thing to, you know, just be that person that's walking it out. And so that's the yeah. thing that I decided to do. Like, all right, I got a dope Facebook status, but let me really let this thing out. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. People will put on a facade all day on Instagram. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when you meet them in person, they're a total different person. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what is one free advice that you would give either an artist, mm-hmm. someone that may be battling cancer, mm-hmm. um, a filmmaker, anything of that nature? What is one free advice that you can give them that's listening? Yep. Crazy, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And mm-hmm. please, anybody that's hearing me, hear me out. I really think consistency is overrated because oftentimes when we're consistent, um, the moment that we stop, we think that oh, something wrong with us. So I would like to look at consistency as a different, just give it a different perspective as keep going. Because when you're in the car, you can't be consistent through red lights. You can't be consistent through traffic. You can't be consistent through potholes. You can't be consistent through accidents. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to find a way to keep going. We're going to stop. We're going to have times where we got to pause. We're going to have times where we need to rest, regroup, re-up on our money, um, Mm -hmm. see about family. And so life happens. The pandemic caused some inconsistencies. But we uh-huh. kept going. We got to learn to keep going. So I wouldn't say consistency is overrated. Just give it another view because sometimes when we put in that work on that diet for seven days and then the eighth day we mess up, we quit. No, on the ninth day, keep going. You know what I'm saying? You fall, keep going. You got into another bad relationship. You was doing good. It's cool. Keep going. You know, and so sometimes we allow that moment of inconsistency to like ruin everything and it's like no it's you can it's a new day like you can keep going like so just keep going so my encouragement to anyone is like yo just keep going yep you gotta start over it's all good but just keep going that was really really good (laughs) oh my that was really i never thought about it like that Mm -hmm. that's why my mouth dropped when you said it and the analogies i'm Mm -hmm. like I'm going to write that on behalf of myself. <laughs> Just take it and run with it. Run with it. That was good. So what's upcoming for King? How can you listen to your EP? What are your handlers? All things King. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything is King the Franchise. That's K-E-E-M-T-H-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E. Um, I'm the only king of franchise in the world. So if you Google that, like you're only going to find me right now, just promoting this black summer. Um, just, you know, again, just connecting with people just to be vulnerable. I believe that's the first start, um, of healing. Um, I've also just during this time, during this pandemic, a lot happened with me again, last year, last summer, I was bedridden for four months. So I couldn't move. I couldn't walk because some complications from the chemo, um, I had some discs to slip, and so I had to have back surgery from the chemo, um, which was, you know, a possible side effect. And so um, I was bedridden. But through that time, when I tell you I wrote some stuff, I dreamed more. Um, I wrote a, a bunch of children's books. So that's my next step phase right now is I'm um, uh, uh, completing a children's book. It's finished, but it's being illustrated right now. And then from that, I'll be working on um, the chemotherapy 
Um, and so that's really my two two things between the children's book and then another, you know, music, just kind of documenting the whole cancer journey um, going through that. So that's that's what I'm working on right now. My dream is to have like a children's empire. That's dope. I feel like a lot of children's music be like corny. It's like, why can't it bang and be dope and the whole family just like be rocking, you know? And so just connecting with, again, my people, you know, because I don't think there's a lot of me as authors, as, you know, children cartoons um, that, you know, our, you know, people can connect with and learn from and be inspired to grow, you know, be the change that they wish to see, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that's just a small glimpse of, you know, what's next. Thank you for sharing. That's going to be good. I'm excited Absolutely. for you. Thank you. It's going, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Speak it. He said yep. a children's empire. Yep. That's lovely. All right. So I usually end the conversation with a motivational moment, but I am going to twist it. Usually it's a quote, a Bible verse, sprinkle of Jesus, something of that nature that sparks my eye and I share it with the audience. But we're going to twist it. And I want to know a quote, a Bible verse, anything that you live by that you like to share with the audience today and yeah. why choose it. Well, I got it right here on my, uh, I keep it with me right here. There's a verse and it said, anything is possible when you believe. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. You know what I'm saying? You got to see it before you see it. You know, oftentimes you got to close your eyes and see it. Um, it's so crazy. I just got this book. I ordered it by the way. It's called See It Feel Happy. Yep. So, but I'm learning that, that, you know, just, just, just believe you'd be surprised just what that small, that mustard seed of faith, you know what I'm saying? A believer in will do. And um, just believe, I mean, ain't nothing, you don't have to have no evidence. You don't have to have no, you know, in front of you, you can close your eyes, see, ask, believe and and that's the thing that i hope you know people will believe in themselves believe in love you know believe that all things work together for the good you know believe like just believe mm -hmm. thank you king i know thank you i i enjoyed this i enjoyed you today <laughs> likewise likewise is there any last thoughts anything that you want that you like you forgot that you want to share with the people um, no, I just appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? It's really dope to connect with like-minded people, like-minded individuals. And I pray and I hope that what you're doing just blows up, that it would be exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Thanks for taking the time with me. Um, and I just really hope that, you know, whatever you put your hands to do, that it just would be blessed, you know? So whatever I can do, you let us know. And yeah, I just, I love what you do. So good stuff. Thanks for having me. I receive and I wish the same for you. Many mm -hmm. blessings, um, your projects now, in the future, everything that you got going on. Guys, on it. All thank right. You. Well, we thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of What's Good Podcast. If you're listening to this morning, noon, evening, or night, thank you and have a great one. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast.
Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.